The Buddhists say that there are three kinds of desire. The first one, the lowest one, is the desire for pleasure. And then they say more refined minds realize that what the desire for pleasure really was is the desire to be. And that that's the the real underlying intention of all the various particular desires and objects of demand and lust and wish to possess and fuse with. All of those objects that we think cause us pleasure actually do not, but they give us a sense that we are. They give us a sense that we can control something out there, therefore I am. I control the other, therefore I am. But of course, the object is always a disappointment because you don't really want that object. It's not it. And it doesn't give you the truth of your being, and therefore, it is always something that turns into pain rather than pleasure. And so the ego eventually settles for the equation, I'm suffering, therefore I am. But that doesn't do it either because it realizes that it's actually suffering because it's not. But it wants to get out of its suffering, so the third kind of desire is the desire not to be. But this creates a paradox of who's desiring not to be. The very fact of having the desire makes it seem that you are something. And therefore the desire uh, necessarily fails in its effect. All of this is the logic of Buddhism that attempts to provide a way out of the trap of desire, which is ultimately the trap of an illusory sort of being trying to make itself feel real and failing again and again repetitively. But because this being is unreal to start with, there is really no way and no reason to find a way out of a trap, which is also an illusion. And the moment one lets go of desire, not by desiring not to desire, but simply by having a moment in which one is separated from the carrier wave of desire, which is language. At that moment, one leaves the dimension of the imaginary and the symbolic and enters into the real. And at that moment, one is present. But it's incorrect to say that one is present. What is really more correct is to say that presence emerges out of the illusion. A gap in the illusion occurs and presence, which is actually the absence of an entity, emerges and it emerges in the form of Shakti. The Shakti is the ray of light that flows through the gap in this illusory entity called the ego. 
And if we keep that gap open long enough, wide enough, and enough Shakti flows through, it will dissolve the illusion once and for all. Now it turns out the desire to have pleasure and the desire to be and the desire not to be are actually the same desire. Because to truly be is to not be. And that's the ultimate pleasure. But it's a pleasure that can only be achieved when there is no desire for it. And when we understand this paradoxical logic of liberation, we recognize that we are already free because no one was ever trapped at all. And so all we're doing in the act of meditation is realizing that there is nobody here to meditate. And no one here who needs to be liberated from anything. But it's an affirmation that is achieved through a recognition of the truth that flows into consciousness from the beyond of language. It cannot come as an aha as the result of any logical syllogism or any pursuit of a truth that must be thought because it is that which is unthinkable. And so all of these words that we are saying now only lead you to the precipice of that which is unthinkable, unknowable, ineffable, and yet which is your very self. And so liberation is here now simply by letting be. (laughs) 